What's up? What's up? Can you hear me? Uh, hold on a second. I can hear you, but I want to put it on my speakers. Hold on. What's going on on the bay? I bet on your your Giants today. They're getting oh yeah, they're getting slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been following what's happening in baseball land in a long time. There we go. Got it. All right, brother. Ashtrack is on the line. Let me get my headphones on. I can't hear you. Yeah, that that'd be appreciated, sir. I'd like to welcome you two to the Real Talk with AJ podcast. I got my Bay Area brothers on here, brother Caesar and brother Al Greenberg. How y'all doing out there? Good. Thanks, Tony. Good. Sunshine is back. Sunshine is back, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, how hot is it out there? It's not too hot. It's uh, actually, I think for me, it's the best temperature mm-hmm. the Bay has. I think we're in the 60s right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Did you guys see that uh, Facebook post that uh, Donald made a couple days ago about him expecting a baby girl? Really? Yeah. Very cool. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he, he did it the right way compared to myself and probably a lot of other people. You know, lived your life and uh, have kids. And uh, I think you had uh, <laughs> Lydia uh, late in life. Is that correct, Al? How old were you? 49. Yeah, see, you did your thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll never see my grandkids, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> what a, how sad is that? What do you mean you won't get to see it? You can use artificial, you can do artificial intelligence. And, oh, I see. They'll wheel me into the uh, <laughs> nursery. <laughs> hey, did you hear about Chris Paul? Yeah, I was going to jump into that. So what do you guys think about that? I know Fantastic. A basketball fan, but, you know, Jordan Poole took that $128 million slack to go to Washington, it looks like. Yeah. They so got... Oh. Huh. What are your okay. thoughts on that, Al? Is it going to help the team? Or, you know, Absolutely. Who's... I couldn't stand Poole. He was done. He's just... Really? Was... Yeah, I thought he was really uh, this last, you know... Hogging the ball, taking bad shots, driving, losing it in the lane. He got his bag and he got and his head went out the ceiling. So let him live in Washington. But Chris Paul's great. I mean, he's gonna. They need somebody tall now. They need to keep moving. You know, they need a big guy. But well, that's what happens when when you punch a guy and you get him hush money. You want him to keep quiet so you don't hear out all the dirty laundry. But they're gonna get Draymond now too. You think they're gonna max him out, or what kind of contract they're gonna get? You know, bigger than my contract. <laughs> oh, they're gonna give him Caesar type money. <laughs> you know, hey, I was go- him and weed. I was just, I was up for a free chalupa. That was about it. <laughs> you know, I, I do, I do uh, know Chris Paul. I have his shoes. Really? Yeah. What? I use I use Chris Paul racquetball shoes. Well, I use his <laughs> racquetball. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> Chris Paul, huh? you're the first person I've heard in ages that said they have a pair of Chris Paul CP3. They're, they're like low top. They're perfect for racquetball. Good ankle protection. The, yeah. Is, is, is that the ones you wore? You wore the A League, or <laughs> I, I, once I find the shoe, I stick to it. So if Chris Paul makes a shoe in like next 20 years, I'll be, I'll be buying that shoe. I hate to tell you this. Chris Paul did not make the shoe. Well, I, I... I don't know how to break it. You've been to Pakistan lately? 
Uyghurs make them, or who, who made them? Yeah, really. <laughs> Uyghurs tell no tales. That's true. Yeah, their mouths are uh, silenced, zipped up. Yeah. We're going to jump right into it. So we got a little battle going here between Las Vegas and Oakland. I'm sure you guys will love the A's impending mm-hmm. move. I want to get your thoughts on that. I'll start with Caesar. I know he's a baseball guy. I'm sure Al will jump into the economics yeah, and ergonomics it's... of it, but uh, I'll go ahead and let Caesar tap into it. Uh, it's 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 uh, s- sad. You know, there's no there's no sports team I can take my kid to, or watch a game on a Saturday or Sunday. So yeah, it sucks mm-hmm. that they're leaving. I'm not sure about the politics. I'm not really following what's happening in Vegas, if, or if mm-hmm. they're going to stay or not. Did they vote for the money in Vegas, Tony, or not? Yeah, yeah, I, they're going to put up about four hundred and million, uh, I think, of uh, God. public Heard funds. Oh stuff. man. And some junk bonds, you know, same thing they did to get the Raiders down here. What? How crazy! But I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out why, why can't Oakland keep the team? What, what, what is the driving factor besides people not going to the game? Because the interesting thing is they made the playoffs, I think six or seven times in the last mm-hmm. 11, 12 years. So what, what are your thoughts on that, Al? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I got no, I have no skin in that game. Well, you guys scared. Why? Why do teams keep leaving leaving the East Bay? I mean, what's going on? The Raiders, the Warriors, now the A's. Not big enough market. A lot of money in Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's just everything is that, isn't it? But those teams have been there for 50, 60 plus years. I mean, they got longevity. They got tradition. You know, they ask all these NBA guys, "Where would they like to see a new team?" Mm-hmm. And the majority said Nashville. Nashville. And, yep. The more, majority of them said Nashville, and nobody said Oakland. Not because, one. Because of the, the loose gun laws in Nashville? Or? I have no idea. <laughs> Nashville? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or was it, yeah, Nashville? Or was it Memphis? Could have been Memphis. Or well, Memphis. Oh, baseball team. Okay, I got you. Baseball. Uh, no, was it baseball? I don't know. I'm I'm getting old, Tony. I can't keep all this straight. Nah, man, you're getting stronger. I, I see your boy Ron DeSantis is out there in the Bay Area. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, he's 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 coming over for some chalupas later. <laughs> Does he stand a chance in the primary, or, or is he running for vice president, Caesar? I don't have any idea. This is yeah. just he's VP. He's VP know. material. He's VP this, material. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's Carrie Lake. Carrie v- Lake for VP. Yeah. Mm. Oh my goodness. You know, she's a real. If she's Trump's VP, you know. Well, Trump's going to be indicted. Well, he's already indicted. He, he's already indicted. He's probably going to be convicted, but he says he's still going <laughs> to run. Yeah. So he'll pardon himself from prison. <laughs> That'll Why be a first. Why do you think the Republicans won't just come out and slam this guy? They're not going to beat him unless they go at him. I know they. Uh, I have my reasons, but I want to hear your guys' reasons as why they're treating him with kid gloves, but they're all lining up to run against him. Because they're a bunch of fairies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Isn't that the kind of language they use? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh, God. There's no real men in the Republican Party. They're all a bunch of wusses. 
They can't stand up to the orange wonder. <laughs> At some point, I think there's a, definitely a sect of that group that he's one of the uh, untouchables, you know? He's, uh, he's like a de deity, is that the right word? Deity, deity. He's like a god to some folks. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not, he, he can do no wrong. There's like a good 20%, 30% of people, I think, in the Republican Party that he can do no wrong. So they don't want to piss off that part of the base. They're the, they're the ones who turn out. They're the, they're the rabbit bunch. They don't want to piss those guys off. Well, my question is, why, why get in a race if, if, if you're not going to get a little bombastic or confrontational or put policy against policy out there? I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like an act of futility that these guys are all entering the race. and, and uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it was on their bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> Run for president. Check the box. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Well, I do think that's that's definitely a concept, and I do think they're all running for vice president or some mm -hmm. type of cabinet position or ambassador position. I don't think Tim Scott has a legitimate chance. But uh, speaking of Tim Scott, I want to get Al take on it being a fellow minority like myself. <laughs> Do you, do you, <laughs> what do, do I you, think of Tim Scott? Yeah. Oh God, man, I don't know. He's, you know, he's. It's just impossible to. He's the positive candidate, right? Mm -hmm. Positively, uh, I don't have any take on him whatsoever. But I think it's interesting when he says he's the rule and not the <laughs> exception. Oh really? Yeah. What does he mean by that? What did he mean? Well, when they were coming at him, like on the View and other. Uh, mainstream stations in uh -huh. and he uh, he goes on there and he says that he's the rule when they kept telling him he's the exception I mean there's uh -huh. only uh, what one black Republican senator is it one or two I think he's the only one right yeah he's the only one and uh, you know blacks don't tend to rise in the Republican Party especially when it comes in the in the Senate or for the presidency or things of that nature, or any black Republican governors that I can remember. I mean, maybe there was one, but uh, he seems to think that his story and his travel is, is the norm or can be the norm. It's not the exception. And that, uh, we, we, what do you think? Is he right? I'll turn it over to Caesar. What do you think, Caesar? I don't, I don't really know enough about South Carolina politics or Tim Scott's career to kind of make that call but yeah a black man elected in south carolina is a big deal <laughs> yeah, but, how, so, yeah, but, yeah but you're but you're almost a minority i mean so do you think that's the norm or, or is he the exception oh he's a total exception <laughs> okay that's what i'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to get at 100 <laughs> percent. look yeah. it's a it's you look at the the hierarchy of the republican party they don't even have women in there like a couple of token ones in my opinion right but like as far as uh Having a good, healthy 30, 40% of the caucus be female now. No way. That's mm -mm. Mm -hmm. not, even, not even close. Yeah, I just find his message to be interesting and quite peculiar as well. I mean, some people seem to doubt that uh, systematic or institutional racism doesn't exist when it does. I mean, it does? <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you kidding? <laughs> On the other hand, I don't think we should all look to be victims, but sometimes we're born into victimhood and we're born
point, it's just circumstances beyond our control. Not everybody's born on third base. Supreme Court just took away water rights from the Navajo. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. I mean, they're just, it's endless. You, these guys just, it's endless. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. so how do, how, how do we fix it? I know we got to vote, but uh, do you think the Democratic message is going to be strong enough heading into next year for the new election, or, or are they going to run commercials saying, God save the queen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get my Apple virtual reality glasses and I'm going to create my own reality. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think Joe Biden's going to stick it out or, or, or he's going to drop out of the race? Oh, no, he's going to stick it out. He's going to stick it out. He's uh, done a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. He just can't talk. He's, he wobbles. So what? He's done a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to, you know, hopefully some of that building starts happening and people start feeling the money because that's all they ever care about. It's all about the bucks. This is true. If you can't speak, then why? Then who's his mouthpiece? Who, who should be the mouthpiece to go out there and verbalize this stuff? Oh, oh, you should. Me? Yeah, you. He, <laughs> he needs you to get out there. Uh, I vote for Bill Maher. <laughs> Bill <laughs> 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 I haven't been I haven't been watching him in a while. How he's how's he doing? Well, he's off the air because of the writer strike. Oh, night. okay. So uh, they haven't been on in gosh a couple months now. So I thought uh, he wrote his own material. Who's that? Bill Maher. Oh, Bill Maher. Yeah, I, I'm all for the bots. I think they should have AI writing all of it. I agree. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, I don't care. Chainsaw. 24 chainsaw massacre 24 you know uh, <laughs> i mean if you can't get a bot to write that what are they good for i mean yes. they already have killed all the composers in hollywood mm-hmm. you know they use computers for everything all these musicians have lost their lot their jobs and arrangers right i don't see i didn't see the writers coming up and and arguing for all the you know the changes and and what's happened to the music and most of it's just garbage Mm-hmm. You know, it's all plug plug and play stuff. They buy they buy generic music from publishers, and they pop it in. So there's no composers, arrangers, musicians. That whole they've lost the number of jobs that have been lost are just amazing. So it's just part of our. I mean, I say keep the slide going. You know, get rid of libraries, get rid of writers, get rid of libraries. Yeah. Well, what are they for? Well, that's where the lies are buried, right? That's why they call it the library. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got to have somewhere to, to bury all the, the misnomers out there in the world. Don't you agree? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a it's scary time. Well, now that I got these two Bay Area alums on, I want you guys to do a deep dive on San Francisco. It, it, it seems to be the, the center of gravity for uh, right-wingers there. And uh, is, is it going to get fixed anytime soon or the people really don't care? about San Francisco outside of San Francisco. Uh, yeah, we're an armpit. Yeah, go ahead, Caesar. I, 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 had, I, had, a, I had a friend of mine right out of, right out of college in 1995, came out here. And he, they, were, they were from Alabama. Well, he was No, he was from Pennsylvania, but he ended up living in Alabama. But he was, he, he was in SF for a few months with his then-girlfriend. This is mm-hmm. 1995. It was like 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's I, I remember talking to him after he left or he was back in Alabama, whatever. And he's like, Caesar, man, 
the homeless up in San Francisco, they're being treated like endangered species. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that to me, like, it's, I still remember that comment from like 30 years ago. It was like, you have Tom and my, my wife, her first, one of her first jobs out of college was at a, one, one of these uh, homeless nonprofits that San Francisco's got thousands of, it seems like. Mm-hmm. You create all these programs that, that benefit or that serve uh, that population, you're going to end up having more people move to that city, in my opinion, right? So yeah, San Francisco is known for offering amazing services, not amazing, but services, any services to people who are homeless or drugs or whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to have folks that come there. The same thing's happening in Oakland, not to the extent that we have in San Francisco, but our recent budget for Oakland, they, they, she decided to give $200 million to the homeless initiatives. I'm like, it's great. It's not really a, this isn't a city problem. This is a state problem. You know, the city shouldn't have to bear the cost of our, these issues. This is a state issue. These are state issues. It's larger than just one city can handle. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I, San Francisco is an armpit. It's like the, the bureaucracy to deal with anything there. It takes forever to build anything, build a house, build a porch, build a deck. It's, I'm almost, there's it, it, certain, is, I, 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 I'm actually kind of enjoying it. <laughs> really? Wow. Enjoying it. You know, I, 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 San Francisco, like having, I'm not, I'm not from around here. I grew up in New York, but my, I, have, I feel like I've been, I've been living, I've lived in the Oakland 25, 25 plus years. Mm-hmm. And so I have, I have a special, like, I love, I defend Oakland at any chance I get. Right. Um, and, uh, and SF has always taken that spotlight from us. Right? So mm-hmm. oh, like, you know, even when we were starting our first companies, I wanted to be, I wanted to have an office in downtown Oakland. I didn't want to pay at the time three or four bucks a square foot to be in an office building in San Francisco. I didn't, I didn't want to take BART to work. I want to just, you know, take it, you know, or take, you know, a, a shorter ride. And, um, there was, there's always been an appeal to live there, dot-com stuff. I just, I never understood the hype really. Mm-hmm. Um, impossible city to park in and yeah and this is just adds to like why we're living in the east bay but if you say it's not a city issue it's a state issue so what can the state do to either fix it or assist mayor london breed and her crew out there they're, they're trying to fix it they have they're passing all these new housing initiatives that allow uh single family like places like orinda of spots like in Parts of Oakland, if you want to, you can turn your single-family residence into like a four-unit, four-unit apartment building. You can mm-hmm. build, build on top of a garage. They're all trying to allow. So that's what the state's doing, from their perspective. Like, how do we change some of these planning codes and and not have cities interfere with backyard mentality? They're giving mm-hmm. homeowners empowering. If I'm I'm, I'm in a Arenda and I decide to build a my garage and build a two-story apartment, whatever, whatever the, you know, do, the city can't really stop you, which is the first, that's, that's awesome. Like limiting city, limiting uh, local control to help with the homelessness. I think it's a great idea. Things like that. Changing the rules, allow people to build more easily. Hmm. What are your thoughts, brother Al? Well, all the money leaves at night from San Francisco and Oakland. Like, you know, somehow it, there's this, Maginot line, this imaginary line that Walnut Creek and Lorinda and Lafayette and Marin County and Palo Alto and Aptos and Mountain View, they don't have to pay in to all of the homeless. They take the money with them. They get mm-hmm. government funding for their schools with everybody else. 
and then they easily supplement whatever is left because they've got so much. And uh, it's a little apartheid uh, trick, I think, that the money can move into. Piedmont was created by Republicans, so they wouldn't have to pay into Oakland. There's no in there's no industry in Piedmont. What do they have? They just you know they use the hospital, they use the airport, they use all the services, the shopping, and what they don't have to do, and the real estate is even more expensive than in Oakland is, and they don't have to pay in and help with Oakland. They they don't have to do that. It's a trick. All the money just leaves at night. You know this is the system we have. It's an apartheid system. And then with housing. You've got all these hedge funds buying up housing, using real estate as that kind of massive profit center is really corrupts the market. So I think all these other things are true, too, about regulation and stuff. Absolutely true. There's a larger issue. And I think we really do have an apartheid system uh, for for a lot of how things are funded. It, it can't just be on the people's San Francisco. It's just how is Oakland going to pay for, for the problems mm-hmm. it's facing? Absolutely. You know? yep. but, but the money just disappears. It goes away at night. You know, they got these signs where I live in Orinda. Everyone welcome. And I want to put little stickers depending on your portfolio. I just complain. Yeah. Are you getting a lot of car break-ins over in Orinda, or is it or not? nothing? No, nothing. somebody somebody did steal some mail, and they caught him. <laughs> they fucking caught. Excuse me, they caught him. <laughs> like a UPS kind of thing, or like a like a like what are you? He was going after mailboxes. Oh and, my goodness! And that his car got picked up on a, a camera, and the cops chased him down and found him. But we had cops at our house come by, you know. That's the only thing I've seen. Um, wow. I'll bet they'll start coming at some point because it's very dangerous in Oakland right now, everywhere. Mm-hmm. They, they've stopped, mail carriers have stopped delivering mail to certain houses in neighborhoods because they're, they're really, uh, there's just been too much violence. And then they imported some mail carriers, I think, from Arizona, and they backed out. They just wow. don't want to do it. And it's... Uh, They'll do things like for an apartment building where the where the the post office guys will have keys to come in, so they'll rob them, take the keys, make copies, and then be able to break into the apartment complexes. And it's just it's really is an epidemic. Yeah, it's a mess. Yeah, yeah that is a systemic yeah. issue here in Las Vegas as well. People just taking mailboxes right out of the ground and just oh god, yeah, I mean literally taking them out of the side. yeah. And uh, just busting them open on site, and if people complain about it takes six to eight months to get a new mailbox. Now you got to go stand in line at the post office, forty-five minutes to an hour to get your mail, and uh, it's becoming out of control to say the least. I don't, yeah. I don't really get that much in the mail. I get all my stuff that's important to me digitally. Uh, every now and then, I might get something substantial in the mail. Maybe that's a trick or a technique people can start using to not rely on the, the mail system be their source of correspondence it's just like you said it's it's, it's an epidemic maybe a pandemic it's probably happened worldwide we just don't know about it in another country <laughs> you know speaking about capitalism and and money leaving at night which is a very interesting and insightful comment i don't know if you guys have been keeping up with uh, colin kaepernick and his new marxist book that he wrote have you guys mm-hmm. heard about that a marxist book good luck to him 
Okay. <laughs> well, supposedly he's banning or bashing capitalism. Uh-huh. And uh, it's supposed to be leaning towards Marxism. And he had a couple, I haven't verified, it's just what I heard on the grapevine, that he had a couple of Marxist authors help him, uh-huh. put, this, help him put this book together. Uh, oh God! I don't know what economic system he wants to live in. Obviously, well, he can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, capitalism is good to him. I, I just don't know why people think they want to live in a communist or Marxist society. I do think you need some form of socialism. We do have it with welfare and Medicaid, but myself, I don't want to live in that type of country. Um, what about you, Caesar? Yeah, for the state controls most of the production, probably yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be good for weed, huh? <laughs> you know what they used to do in the Soviet Union? They they used the same chassis for buses as they used for trucks. Uh-huh. So, and they would have these quotas, right? Because it's a command economy. So they didn't have enough chassis for the trucks. So they took a bunch, they took buses off of an assembly line, mm-hmm. had them shipped over where the trucks were, and then six guys come out with sledgehammers and smash the buses apart to get to the chassis. <laughs> I kid you not. They used, they did, this is how insane it can, became. That's very efficient. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. But why do you think people, I mean, I, I know some of the answers, or maybe what do you guys might say, but why do you think some people have such a fundamental opposition to capitalism and they think that communism or Marxism is, is, is the way to go? Well, you got 90% of the wealth and 1% of the population okay, or something. That's absurd. It's obscene. It really is. But if you had real, cap, if, but this isn't capitalism. This is oligarchic uh what would you call it? You know, it's something else. There's no, there's no competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon has no competition. Mm-hmm. Google has no competition. They just own too much. They really do. If you had five hundred million dollars, I think you'd be okay. I might. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being. <laughs> but I, I think I could figure out how to ba- balance my checkbook if I had five hundred million dollars. <laughs> But when you have a fascist like Musk, you know, owning Twitter, and he is a fascist, he's flirted with fascism. Okay. You've got a really dangerous situation. And same thing with Fox and the Murdochs. They're very, it's really dangerous what they're doing. You know, you've got an entire political party in through all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So lying and cheating. And yeah, we don't have, if we had capitalism, small c the way adam smith thought about it Mm -hmm. Uh, i think the most important thing to me though is constitutional democracy to to strengthen it okay and and that's if you do that then you can have all kinds of law like you're saying when you get medicare and medicaid and you can guarantee housing and shorten the work week and provide you know medical care for everybody and all you know these things can happen but We've been under this oligarchic rule. It's the robber barons really have that. But if you go to a communist system where there is no way to deal with it with government when there's no say, I mean, you're just cutting off your nose to spite your face. It's interesting. You say Elon Musk is a fascist. 
Uh, elaborate on that, please. Well, he's invited neo-Nazis onto Twitter. He's he's flirted with the notion. He's he's puppeted the line that Soros is trying to destroy democracy worldwide. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, he comes out of you know the guy's a real South African, uh-huh. white South African. I mean, it seems to be uh, uh-huh. he's very dangerous, uh-huh. and he's allowed all these fascists back onto the to Twitter. He's he's a very dangerous guy. So you don't think he's a firm believer in the First Amendment, or I mean, for or- him. <laughs> he's he's thrown people off that criticize him mm-hmm. yeah. oh okay interesting. Yeah. interesting oh yeah he's a very dangerous guy caesar as an economic guy what, what are your thoughts on the, the, the comparison and the contrast of capitalism socialism why do people seem to think that that's the way to go to what to go towards the, the socialism yeah I'm from the uh, American dream generation, right? So mm-hmm. I kind of have a different perspective on a few things. Yeah, it's I don't. It's not working in San Francisco, that's for sure. It's not working in Oakland. Some well, socialism, more, more progressive policies. Okay, gotcha. Right? Um, that over time, maybe we have we go in that direction. But you know, people, you need incentives, and whether they're economic or otherwise, you need you need people motivated, and money motivates people. The allure of profit motivates entrepreneurs and that that kind of even on a smaller scale i mean it may not have been an elon musk scale but the guy who has a hot dog cart on fruitvale avenue or the food cart on fruitvale avenue he's as much as an entrepreneur as me or anybody else trying to do something mm-hmm. um, so i think that spirit is still alive and well even in, in places like oakland and san francisco as far as the just yeah just look at what happens happening in san francisco now like very progressive policies have been unleashed like i've seen the result of it you're part of the American dream generation. What does that mean exactly? Um, parents from another country came here with nothing. Janitor, dad was a janitor for, for a couple of years. Mom was worked in a Pathmark or wherever that Pathmark in New York as a cashier. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came here during Carter administration. Reagan nationalized them. You know, for them, it's like having a kid go out college is a for them a realization of the american dreams i, I kind of grew up with that like an immigrant mentality work hard play hard you mm-hmm. get rewarded you know that's my experience but you look at what's happening now it's like i can't see how any kid anyone gets ahead <laughs> no, really? no they, they, college is 50 60 grand a year yeah true. you know and you, th- uh, and you think that's a, a a socialist move that makes a 50 60 a year or capitalism. I mean, I had scholarships to go to school and whatnot for colleges, but the, uh, I thought there was more of a level playing field. Well, like brother, maybe, maybe I thought maybe I thought it because that's what my parents kept on telling me. Right? Is work hard, work hard, study hard. Who funded yeah. the scholarships that you got? Were they private fu- scholarships or government? I, I went to I went to an all boys Catholic high school. Uh huh. Um, that was everyone that was on. A lot. I know, right? <laughs> everyone, everyone was on scholarship. It's the, it's the only free private school in the country, and it's funded entirely by alumni. Wow. Catholic. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that was all private money for high school. Yeah, I, was, I grew up in Queens, and I went to high school in Manhattan. But that was all charity money, right? It was all tax deductible. The government allowed them to have tax deductions for that. Yeah, I'm sure. I, 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 I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if I, if I contribute to my high school, I can take a deduction. Right? In college, you had scholarships in too? Co- college, yeah. College was, I went to a private college. 
I think there were probably some Pell Grants. That, that was what they were called back then, Pell Grants. Right. right? Government that's, grants. Yeah, so you those. So, so socialism paid for your college. Tuition at the time was probably, I think, maybe 20 grand, of which the Pell, the Pell money maybe took, took care of two. And the, the rest oh, that's was, all. The rest was, yeah, the, the majority of it was private scholarship and then some work study. Uh-huh. Worth of work study. Well, interesting. It's, it's, it's a pretty uh, detailed illustration of your background there, mm-hmm. how you guys immigrated to this country. Like you said, the chances now are far and fewer between than it was when we were coming up. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I mean, like Al talked about, Adam Smith and his origination of capitalism probably couldn't envision it the way it is today. It's like we can't envision the way the Second Amendment is out of control, but you know, things were written and, and documented for the times that they were in. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people stick to them too literally. I heard a good quote a while back. I think I might have shared it with you guys when it says, when the government helps rich people, it's called capitalism. When they help middle class and below, it's called socialism. So uh, there, may be, there may be some truth in there somewhere that lies in between. We're going to shift to this last topic, something that's near and dear to Caesar, pride Al. Me somewhat. We're going to talk about some drugs. Caesar, go ahead. Give us what's going on in the, in the world of cannabis. Anything new? I saw you put a couple of items out there on LinkedIn. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's the different problem. We, we have a thing that makes pre rolls very fast, mm-hmm. uh, and we've been using it for our production purposes for a few years. And we decided last year to commercialize it. So yeah, so that's why you, you see me post every now and then. I, I'm not a, I'm not a social media person on LinkedIn, but I think in today's world, even though you may be an executive um, in the cannabis industry, well, you're you're glued to the Instagrams, you're glued to LinkedIn. So I, I'm feeling like I have to sort of improve my skill set in that regard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's happening in Weedland in general? California is still a hot mess. <laughs> okay. Hot mess. I don't know. I don't know how we get out of this mess. Honestly, this this uh, has been a shakeout for the last three years that, in my opinion, shows no signs of abating. I went to New Mexico for a trade show recently. New Mexico is probably five years where California was five years ago. So a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of folks excited about the possibilities, you know, a lot of folks planning their empire. And a lot of these new, newer states are looking at California and how to not make the same mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. That's like been a very consistent theme. Like you, you see what happened in Minnesota. They, re, they recently allowed recreation for cannabis. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're passing rules and, 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 and regs that we know um, well, that had a detrimental impact on the development of the industry here in California. As an example, is they're not they're limiting local control over the industry in Minnesota. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Not having to ask city permissions for anything. Mm-hmm. I get challenged, but at least you know people are looking at California as a the mistake case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, people are still smoking. There's a market. It's just really tough to compete in the legal market if you're not doing something in the gray market. So what's the problem besides Al smoking all the weed out there? Do we have? Does California have too much weed? No enforcement of the current regs. Oh, okay. No, no enforcement uh, trying to really tackle the traditional black market. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, it's still active and very strong. The, the weed is 30, 40% cheaper because of the tax situation. 
mm-hmm. easy to grow. I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's ever gonna. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, California is kind of screwed for hmm. a while. That's as an industry. Mm-hmm. Al, you take any good shrooms lately? Any? Any? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. I need a guide. You know. Yeah, I took some. I took some when I was out there at Zion Park. I sent you some pictures. I was pretty, pretty zoomed out. Uh, I don't recommend taking seven grams on an empty stomach. That's for sure. But uh, I was out there trying to be like Bill Walton, trying to see a vision. I didn't see the vision I wanted to see. I know mushrooms are, are becoming legal. Is it in Colorado? They should be selling them, I think, next year. Is that on the horizon in California? Because I haven't heard anything here in Vegas. I think you can, you can take them here. And a, a church of uh, a what? psychedelic. <laughs> I joined a church. I could get psychedelia, psychedelia called the... Uh, the Zendor or something like that. Zydor. Zydor. Z- yeah, Zydor. Zydor, yeah. That's, that, that's been, they've been around forever, ever. Are they still around? Because I haven't gone yeah. for a while. I've been once, but they, they, the, the guy is well-known in, in, in these circles and has been doing it for a long time. Is that the one on Fruitvale? Maybe you're telling me it's, about it? Um, I don't I know where it on, is now. On the blade, but I don't. It used to be, and now, I, yeah, I don't know. It's popped. It's moved to a couple of different spots over time. So you got to join a church to take mushrooms, man. Okay. Yeah. No, you can just, no, you can just ask people. <laughs> it's, it's every other true. person. Every other person I know is microdosing or has it. You know, on the, I, I'm, I'm looking at a package right now. Five is this beef faced. This must be a brand. Eight pieces, two hundred milligrams, sixteen hundred. Like that's one of the issues with shrooms. I'm not sure. Like, what? What do you mean milligrams? You know? mm-hmm. Like, is it? I, I know with THC how it works, but I have no idea how this works. Do you recommend microdosing seeds, or what do you just take? That? No, I, I. You know, like I just had someone gave it to me the other day. I, I, there was some mushroom chocolate here. I'm like, yeah, I have, let me try one of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were the effects? Did you see anything? Did you get loopy or? No, I, it was microdose. It was just kind of a little bit off. I was just a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I was too. Yeah, it was the first time I microdose, I was off. And then when I ate a full bag, I was really off, to say the least. It took me about three to four days to actually flush it out of my system completely. You ate a full bag? Yeah, seven grams. Yeah, it's called penis well, envy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll pass on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the packaging is getting really nice. Yeah. For the mushroom stuff. Yeah, it definitely uh, made me feel light, and I think that stuff you need to have a full belly. I don't think you should uh, go into an empty stomach to try to like, oh, I want to get the full effects. But uh, it, it had me really zooted, that's for sure. Walking around Zion Park, I had to get out of there. Luckily, I wasn't on any cliff edges, so I made it back safe and sound. Uh, shift the gears. We're gonna wrap it up, uh, brother Al. You got any closing comments for? The- and a real talk with AJ podcast. I know, you, I know you got a big event coming up. If you want to share, not just your choice, but uh, what's going on with you? What's going on out there? No, no, no big event right now. When's the big ceremony? Uh, joined a new. I uh, joined a new gym though. Really? Which what, gym is yeah. That? I've gone over to the dark side in Lafayette. It's a totally Tony gym. Don't have to drive through the tunnel anymore uh-huh. and deal with all that. It's only nine minutes away, so it's just nice. really easy. Uh-huh. They got all you the know. same amenities or better? Than- all the stuff, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, wow. So, 
Yeah, so you so left. You left. You left the city center. Any any plans for the summer or relocation on the horizon? Uh, we're going to go back to Virginia, see Helen's family. Okay. And sh- see the kid. Okay. How's she doing? Great. She just Great. moved to Chicago and with uh-huh. her beau. Okay. Got a setting up house. Loved their place. So she's doing really well. Oh, congratulations. Tell tell her and Helen I said hello. All right. Stay out out of trouble. Hey, my warrior's seat shifted. I should have a better view. uh, Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that would be... Yeah, still, you know, it's up there, but, you know, it's it's more center, I think. I'm I'm still trying to get rid of them, but no no such luck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Are you trying to sell the the licenses? Yeah, man. It's time to get rid of it. It's time to jump ship. Is it costing you too much? You're not making it back, huh? Nah, this last year, the last couple of years, I've, I've probably lost more than than I gained. Uh, they, you know, they'll, they'll go stretches where they sell like hotcakes, and then they'll go stretches where people just get tired of, like you said, jumping on the bar to jumping on the ferry, and you know, going out there. It's a haul. And uh, yeah, when you've gone, is it stadium packed? Does it sell out every night? Or uh, I don't think so. What do you think, Al? The last couple of times you, were, I saw empty seats. Uh, I just went with you that one time. I haven't gone at all. Oh, really? Okay. Well, we went yeah. twice. We went the very first night, and then we yeah, went, and we went to the Milwaukee Bucks game last year. I was with you at a Bucks game. Yeah. See, you got you on them shrooms. Remember? Oh man. <laughs> remember what do we I ate know? At, it was a Saturday night game. We ate at Thrive, and uh, we went to the game. But I don't. I don't think they're selling out. I think. I think. Uh, like I said, folks from the East Bay and up north. So it, it's a haul to get there. Yeah, it really is. Excellent. It's a lot. And it's not very travel conducive or convenient for the average middle class person like myself to spend all that money on BART and Muni and blah, 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 blah. Plus, I took the I took the ferry. Yeah, because you went with Quinn one night. I didn't go with and, you. Uh, yeah, I took the we took the I took the ferry and had to run to the stadium, missed the beginning yeah. of the game. Yeah. And then on the way back, had to race to the ferry and got on just for the last one. The yeah. timing of it was terrible. Yeah. I think I, I invited another friend from San Francisco. He didn't, wasn't oh. Quinn. Oh, okay. He didn't have to go through the ferry thing I did. It was just, oh. a, I thought that was going to be easy, you know? <laughs> and and you'd think that they would time it so you could like get to the game yeah. on time and stay long enough so you don't have, you know, because when you're trying to get out of a crush mm-hmm. to, you know, to get back to the ferry, it was just a race. Yeah, no and such so, luck. That's joke. And you, brother, okay. and you, brother Caesar, any comments? What's going on before we wrap up this episode? I'm looking forward to the second half of this year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm heading to Dallas tomorrow to visit some family for a week. And, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it's going to be hot. Well, safe travels to you. If you're still going to the city, say hello to the old crew. I appreciate you guys being able to talk with AJ Podcast. Stay safe. Hopefully, I'll see you guys in the Bay or if you're ever out here in Sin City. Make sure you come on the right date of an invitation. We won't go deep into that, Al, but uh, he knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say? All right, kids. I appreciate you guys. You guys take care, and uh, we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thank you.